0: Drive Time on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more.
1: You're listening to Drive Time with Barry Lenahan this evening. And as we heard at the bullet, the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar and British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak have visited Stormont to mark the return of power sharing in Northern Ireland. They met for what the Taoiseach described a very good meeting. First Minister Michelle O'Neill and Deputy First Minister Emma Little-Pengali committed to work together in a joint news conference earlier today.
0: Uh, we've had a Prime Minister visit, we've had a Taoiseach visit um, We very much majored today on the issue of the finances, public services needing to be properly resourced uh, We had a good discussion I think with the Prime Minister in relation to that, with the Shock, in terms of North-South cooperation and how we can effectively work um, together, so we know that we're going to go in now and have our first executive meeting, executive colleagues have been engaged all morning and um, I think we certainly have a a large tray of issues to get to, some of which Emma might want to refer to. We're very conscious that there are big big issues um, for all of the executive members and ourselves to try and tackle. Um, The first big issue of course is uh, trying to secure the sufficient uh, resources and the right fiscal arrangements to ensure that we can deliver. We know that there's a very clear expectation of delivery. We want to deliver, we need to fix our public services, we need to help those people who are struggling at the moment in terms of getting access to those necessary uh, public services. So we took the opportunity this morning to raise that issue directly with the Prime Minister. I welcome the fact that the Prime Minister has indicated that he will continue with those conversations mm-hmm. and that those will be detailed conversations around issues such as the fiscal floor um, and public sector pay. We want to ensure that this executive has the right tools, so the sufficient resource to do what it needs to do and that is to deliver for the people of Northern Ireland. We're up for that challenge Absolutely. and we're up for a very constructive working relationship uh, to try to tackle those issues together and with our executive colleagues. So,
1: Stormont, back in business, but what do people want now? Well, our reporter Una Kelly has been asking people at Derry what politicians in Northern Ireland need to prioritise now. Well, uh, health, for a start. There's a lot of money now that has been handed over, supposedly, by the, uh, the British government, so it needs to be put pretty good use. The nurses, the teachers, everyone needs a, a pay raise. The sooner that gets done, the better for everybody. Everybody's suffering, the people are suffering children are suffering. The people now who are in charge in Stormont, maybe after two years, it's a long, long time. The cost of living at the moment is is totally unbelievable and that's all we can do is hope that they don't use the slightest excuse to walk out again and leave people high and dry because that's not fair. So long as Michelle O'Neill and our Deputy First Minister work together and for the people then we'll be happy.
2: Oh definitely the health service definitely Um, we need we need action immediately for the health service. What's it like at the moment? It's dire to be fair Um, I've been over a few times and I actually sat for 39 hours in I was being admitted but I had to sit for 39 hours and then when I got a bed it was in a cupboard so, and it wasn't, it wasn't pleasant, but the staff are amazing and they do everything they can, but they definitely need, they need, like, back up now. They definitely need help and it needs to be moving forward. Are you hopeful that things might be a bit better now? Um... Well, you can only hope for the best, really, can't you? National Health Service wages definitely has to be looked at immediately and the teaching staff have to get their money too. There's a lot of classroom assistance that were promised... Wages up increases last year and still haven't got them, so yeah, the public services all need to be sorted first.
1: Doing what they're supposed to do all along, and that's do their job, and everybody will be happy. What,
0: what kind of issues would it be? Things like healthcare, roads, education?
1: The healthcare, um, transport union, and all that, they're, they're not getting a fair deal. All they want is what their entire day in England. The real difficulty is dealing with the nub of the problem, which is. The border, and really until that's resolved, I don't think anything ultimately is going to be resolved.
2: So you think Stormont won't work until the kind of the big constitutional question is answered one way or the other?
1: I think it may work in parts, but ultimately there has to be a solution to all these problems and. I think we'll have to look at the border to deal with all those problems.
0: A priority for the executive is the health system. It's, it's in a complete mess and nothing has changed over the two years that they haven't been sitting, particularly the wait lists for procedures and for operations. It's completely unacceptable. It's shocking for patients and for their family and particularly those who've been waiting or those who have to go elsewhere to get treatment or even those who have to go to the private sector to get treatment. Are you happy now that Stormont's back? Do you think it's going to last for a while? It's hard to say. Absolutely a good thing that it's back. Uh, But how long will it last for, I don't know.
1: People in Derry sharing their views with Una Kelly. Well, to discuss this further, I'm joined by Alliance Party MLA for South Belfast, Paula Bradshaw. Paula, thanks very much for joining us on Drive Time this evening. Um, You heard some of the views there in Derry. Uh, Obviously, we're at Stormont today as as well yourself. Can you answer that last question? What confidence do you have that the uh, institutions will last this time?
2: Well, um we we had our meetings with the Prime Minister and I know the Taoiseach went to met with the executive this afternoon and I have to say the engagement across the parties and with the, the leader of the the Irish government and the British government was was very cordial and and in some ways upbeat because we um, have our institutions back up and running. The executive are speaking with a collective voice at this time. I think the issues that were raised in that um, segment there around the need to get pay parity sorted, the need to get our health service back on a more sustainable footing and move forward with some other um, public sector reform. You know, I think that there's a commitment and there's a willingness across the executive table to deliver on that. But we in the Alliance Party, when we met with the Prime Minister this morning, we did say that whilst financial stability is certainly a high priority for us and we, we welcome and we'll be pushing for engagement with the Treasury and the Cabinet Office, we also do, we are, we are not going to let go of the fact that we think that there needs to be institutional reform as well. Well, because, as your listeners will know, we've just had two years of, of impasse. Um, before that, we had three years um, back and just for the pandemic. So, we can't keep having this stop start um, politics here in Northern Ireland. And one of your um, contributors there said that you know the health service hasn't got any better in the, the two years, and I would say that in many ways it's got a lot worse because we haven't had the ministerial sign off on of key transformation um, agenda projects. And whilst the three point three billion pounds that's, that's on offer um, is very welcome, we do think that we need to be looking at financial sustainability yeah, and, and, and in on the that longer th- term.
1: Three point three billion, Paula. Uh, do you think the package is fair, and what will it deliver?
2: Well, there's certainly some money in that for waiting lists, but I don't think it's, it'll even touch the sides. There's some money for stabilisation. Um, uh, that's not just about pay. Um, and then there's some money for transformation. So there, there is... There, there's some money there but we don't think that it will go far enough but we do recognise and I think all the executive parties do recognise that to make our public services sustainable we're going to have to have a significant transformation and but, reform and potentially but, some but, areas of revenue raising so it, it is very welcome to £3.3 billion, but but um, the, the truth of it is we're going to have to find ways to put more money in the coffers so that the, we can deliver the public services that our people deserve.
1: The Secretary of State Chris Heaton-Harris speaking to BBC Radio Ulster earlier, he said that the 3.3 billion represented a big chunk of money for public sector pay and other matters as well. So he's saying that it will go far enough.
2: Well, the 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 issue with the public sector pay is that um, for every month that passed, there you know the the wage bill, the 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 lack of pay parity widened in some respects. So it won't go quite as far as we would have hoped. And in many ways, it was non-recurrent funding. So whilst we may be able to get backdate um, public sector pay in this year, the there's a huge um, concern over how we ensure that that um, uplift is carried into the next financial year and beyond. And that's why we are. Really really pushing for financial stability but also to look at the fiscal floor going forward because we don't think that the funding formula is correct and if we're going to have stability in our public services but also in our institutions then we're going to have to make sure that we have the, an adequate funding envelope to deliver what we need for the people of Northern Ireland.
1: You, you've touched upon it a few times, reforming the institutions yes. but is now really the time for that discussion given the executive is just back up and, and running a matter of days and lots in the intray, as we heard. From from Michelle O'Neill and Emma Little-Pengali, is that conversation perhaps not
2: a bit premature? Well, we, we, we don't think it is at all. And, and certainly my um, two party colleagues who are now ministers, they have got a huge entry. One's justice and one is in agriculture, environment, rural affairs, and they're very committed to that. But we as a party, it's still a, it's still a high priority for us because we feel that that devolution is the best thing for people in Northern Ireland and we will do everything in our power to ensure that we can sustain it going into the future and we think reform is a key part of that. But you're right, the issues there around health transformation, the education, the transport issues... These all need to be dealt with. We now have a suite of, of executive ministers who have this, have a portfolio to deliver on this, and um, we will be supporting them um, as they go forward.
1: Well, let's see what happens. Paula Bradshaw, MLA uh, for South Belfast. Thank you very much for joining us on Drive Time this evening. Uh, after this, at least seventeen thousand children, estimated to be unaccompanied or separated from their parents in Gaza, we'll be hearing from UNICEF.